Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast, FYF, the F Your Feelings podcast. Wow, I'm stuttering over the intro. That's how long it's been. <laughs> um, the F Your Feelings podcast, a statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, and friendship, and everything in between. Um, got my brothers back here today. Uh, we took a, a small hiatus, but, you know, back at it and uh, looking forward to another good conversation tonight. And we do have a guest appearance, my, my homeboy, Zoe. He jumped on with us tonight. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. You know, Thanks for having so, me. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and Mike and David, as always, how y'all doing tonight? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Feeling always good. blessed. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, you always say that. But uh, yeah, man. So, hey, welcome. Welcome back to another episode. And uh, man, just want to give a quick shout out to our new listeners. Um, again, man, Mike always hit me with like the crazy places where we're getting downloads at. So, uh, sound like we're popping off in Canada. Shout out to our, our brothers and sisters in Canada that's, that's rolling with us. Thank you for tuning in to, you know, three, three random brothers talking about random topics. Um, you know, and then, and it looked like we got some people popping off across seas, man. So appreciate y'all tuning in and, uh, giving us a listen, man. We appreciate all y'all for all your support. And, um, you know, like I said, man, we're always open to the feedback. So, you know, feel free to drop us a line at uh, at our Facebook page at FYF Pod. Um, you can also email us at FYFPod at gmail.com. And I promise you, I'm going to start checking this voicemail more, but <laughs> please uh, drop us a line on our on our voicemail at 407-243-8449. So, nah, man, we uh, we really appreciate y'all, man, for rolling with us, especially uh, this, this far in. This is uh, episode 10. This is a uh, Three more episodes than I anticipated I would make it, and so oh, uh, you got you got to count the count these as a blessing. So yes, sir. All right, man. So today's topic, <clears throat> focusing with the whole theme of relationships. You know, last time we touched on like couples, but tonight we're talking about uh, family in particular, siblings, man, siblings. Like it's 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 crazy how like you know, with the pandemic and how things have sort of stretched out so many different families, especially with all the craziness going on in the country, uh, you know, between random topics, whether it be COVID or politics or, you know, the financial market, you know, it can, it can cause big rifts within uh, communities and families, man. And so <clears throat> I know at least for me, you know, me and my sister, I mean, we're, 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 we're close. I mean, we're not, we're not super close, but you know, um, you know, we definitely had our, our bickering back and forth around uh, COVID this this past year. And so, um, you know, just to go around the room, man, like, how, how are y'all feeling right now? Like, do you feel like there's been any tension amongst your family in regards to any of the uh, today's topics going on in the country? Um, for me, man, like, it's, it's, it's always a, a delicate situation because um, you got some vax, you got some non-vax. Um, and True. like we've always already talked about, man, that, that's a, that's a huge touchy situation. Um, and, in, in in my, my close circle. So, you know, as, as always, man, continue to pray for them jokers. Um, you know, and then, and pray that everybody come to some common ground and some type of, you know, solution to where everybody could be cool. But, it is what it is, man. It's it's, it's ultimately division. Uh, but in our household, our girls they they solid. You know what I'm saying? They 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 loving the whole closeness of you know the whole year that they was at home together. That was that was amazing. 
for them. Um, and even now, they their relationship is still rock solid. Even coming home, they dialecting about what's going on in the elementary and trend. She talking about what's going on in the middle school. So it's 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 a pretty cool um, it's a pretty cool look to see them handle each other. You know, with love and, and compassion and building that that best friend friendship. Um, right. So, yeah, that's what we got. That's what's up, man. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Like growing up with, with a sibling, I do believe you you develop that bond, right? Where you you're close, and sometimes you can even be joint at the hip. But um, I feel like as you as you get older and as you mature, um, typically, at least for me, at least and I, I can only speak for myself. I feel like we've grown apart in a lot of different ways, and I don't know if that's just because we're approaching our adulthood differently, you know, but we have different, we've, even though we grew up in the same household, raised by the same parents, grew up, you know, learning the same, you know, precepts and and, and teachings, we've developed our own opinion about so many things and it's caused us to go in two totally opposite directions. Like, I mean, like, can, can anybody else relate to that? Like, you know, like Mike, like 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 you you and your you and your sister, like you know how 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 are y'all's uh, relationship now as as adults? <sighs> My sister is a different kind of person, so um, the nicest and easiest way to say that is, I love my sister and respect her for who she is. I just think that to keep the peace, I am the oldest. I actually have a number of siblings. Um, I'm not gonna go down the line, but. With my sister, well, the older of my sister specifically, um, there are just a lot of topics that I don't really discuss because I I, I actually accept my role in the family. Usually I'm the peacemaker. I'm the one that brings everybody together. You know, we have a lot of strong and dominant personalities and um, a lot of them have zero back down. So they want all the smoke. (laughs) <laughs> so so I'm telling you if, if you were to follow my sister or any of my siblings on any of the socials oh yeah they ready they stay ready right and you know I have um I, I will say even with that the relationships have changed I think that because I focus mostly on just hitting them with with love and understanding I try to if it's something that's kind of heavy I'll, I'll make my point but I don't want to be a part of the problem. You know, I don't I, I noticed that just throughout the whole pandemic process, a lot of relationships within my own family have changed. But specifically with my siblings, one of the things that I've been fortunate is learning to meet everyone where they are. You know, for example, it could be as simple as uh, one of my siblings. He likes to talk and I'm you know, I'm fine. You know, I have another sibling. He prefers to message me on a platform and I'm like, cool, that that makes him happy. I'm fine with that, too. I have another one that likes to video chat, you know. I have another one that um, you you'll never hear from him, but you know you shoot him a text. I'm good. I'm all right. I, you know that's that's just what it is. That's 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 good for him. But so that that's really what I take from all of this is just learning to uh, learning to allow learning to allow my siblings to grow as adults as and mature as people to be who they are while still being who I am and just just loving them. Remember the thing that bonds us all together. Yeah. Blood is is complicated, as you all know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I tend to focus on the respect, you know, to respect mm-hmm. the things that we were we were reared 
to to know and to understand and and just be supportive. Are the have there been times where I've had to uh, what's what's the the social term? I've had to unfollow my siblings. Yes, you know I've had <laughs> I've had to, I've had to snooze some of my siblings. Absolutely. Um, there was a situation where it got to the point where my mom called me and said, "Hey, why aren't you talking to such and such?" I said, <laughs> "It's not that I'm not talking to this person. I just don't have anything to say." So you know, out of respect for my mom, I picked up the phone. You know what I mean? So yeah, the you know typical family stuff. But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been challenging, man. But um, you know, we like to flip it on on this angle, but just keep it positive. But you know, hopefully, I've learned how to to be a better person as a result of the experiences uh, with the pandemic. But like Dave touched on, even with my kids, I think my kids have appreciated um, having more time with me. Uh, me being able to see a lot more of the them growing up. And even now I can see the two of them, they're two years apart and they're still very young, but I can see the two of their, them, uh, their relationship building. And, and it's, it's very close, you know, um, even going to pick, pick my oldest up from school, the young one, he comes with me and just the joy and excitement on his face when he sees her every day, or the excitement that she has on her face when myself or my wife comes and picks her up. It's a beautiful thing, man. I, I just, I just hope and pray that they don't as siblings, they don't allow distractions of this world, you know, science, politics, religion, all those things to divide them. And they can remember, they always have that commonality, you know, focus on, focus on uh, being who they are, but just, you know, keep the love and respect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's absolutely. What about you, Lorenza? Like, have have you um, how's how how has either the the, the last couple of years, you know, dealing with you know politics or pandemic or even like you know the um, the events in the black community? Like, how how has how has it affect your relationship with uh, with with any of your siblings? Well, I mean, uh, I think all of you except for David have actually met my only sibling, my brother. Um, he's 10 years older than me, so Dave, right around your age. Um, y'all probably get along, actually. Um, my brother and I, my, our relationship is, looking back, it's, it's kind of complex. You know, um, we haven't always gotten along. Uh, technically, he's my half-brother, even though that's a fact that I have to consciously recall. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's just my brother. I didn't even know about that until much later on. It's never made a difference to me, but... Again, at the same time, I don't know how that colors his view of it. Um, but with the pandemic, you know, we've been okay. Um, one of the themes about my 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 brother and my relationship is my mother. Um, so she acts as a moderating influence between the two of us. Not so much that she directly inserts herself. Um, into our relationship, which I'm thankful that she does not. You know, she's strategic about it. She's smart, very intelligent woman. And um, she knows when to apply a light touch when necessary. But um, it's just that we both take after her in a lot of ways, and that kind of colors our relationship with each other. Um, So it's not so much that we don't see eye to eye. It's just that we have different priorities when it comes to things like the relationship, the pandemic relationship. Um, You know, thankfully, I was able to, you know, kind of cash in my credibility that I've like to think that I've developed over the years and persuaded him to, you know, take what I think are good measures to protect himself and, you know, his son and my mother, since they all live together. Um, and also himself, because, you know, he has, you know, not to tell his business, but, you know, he's in a high risk profession. 
seeing he's around a lot of people and I just want him to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my brother to call on everything. So that that's been a blessing, you know. Unfortunately, we're kind of on the outset at the current moment, but that's not related to the uh, the pandemic. So it's um it's 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 been an adventure. It's been an adventure. Okay, cool, man, cool. And yo, and just to lighten up the topic, so real talk, like, because and it's just a random poll I'm throwing out there. Out of out of you and your siblings, who got the more more ass whoopers? Like, oh, he did. <laughs> he did. Oh, he le- legendary. Hey, man. Right. I, I, I know. I know Dave. I know Dave got him more. Yeah, nah, see, I, my 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 siblings. You know, I'm 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 like Zoe. I'm 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 the big brother. My 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 little brother. My well, my brother. He's 26, and my sister. She's 24. I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? And I grew right. up as the only child. So for me growing up, it was it was the only child thing. So absolutely I got into all kinds of hell that nobody <laughs> nobody would even expect. So it, it really my my siblings kind of grew me up because that was like the first real responsibility for me. Like, hey, look, you really gotta get yourself together, bruh, because they gonna be right. looking up to you one day, and then you looking down at them. You gotta have something. You can't. Right. You can't be looking down and then like, hey, look, I ain't got enough for you. You know, <laughs> it's all effed up. Don't <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that that was that was one of like my brother Jonathan. That was that was really like one of my huge changing points. Like, dang, bro, you really you really got to get your stuff together. Um. So that that changed that changed the direction of, of of a lot of stuff that I was doing. Do you um like as 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 y'all were growing up, or, or as you watched them start to grow up, did you ever see uh, either of them take on any of the same uh, endeavors that, that that you yourself went through, like like joining the military or even becoming an entrepreneur? Um, my brother. <laughs> They, they, they still this this whole new age thing. Military wasn't military ain't that thought process. Entrepreneurship is one of those mentor pieces where we are now. We talk more about business, more about you controlling, um, you controlling your destiny Mm -hmm. through being an entrepreneur. You can making sure you're wise about each dollar that you spend. Okay, instead of you going out and just blowing your money, save your money by your investment property and then continue to deal with, you know, assets. Mm-hmm. It's more of our conversations now. They're like, well, a couple of episodes ago, I was telling y'all about a brother that was building his own house with his own dollars. That was my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And being able to see it and, and being able to watch him kind of look at money in a different um in a different lens and making money you making money work for him as far as assets and not going out there and blowing it off has been one of my has been beautiful for me absolutely he has help but his mind his thought process about how money works is a little different and i i, I hope that i played a part in 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 how he's thinking now Absolutely, wow. absolutely, and I'm sure you are. So, and Mike, I was about to say, man, me and you, we we, we both PK. So, 
you know, you, you, <laughs> I, I'll let you go first. Who who uh, who who out of your, your your squad was was getting tore up the most? My brother, that's in the military. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he was very highly intelligent young man, and and he would always seek to find a way out of whatever it is he was doing, but. <sighs> He, he he took a lot. The funny thing is, he he took the most whoopings. But I think he's a he's an excellent father and an excellent man now. <laughs> hey, like like hey. yeah, he, he's an excellent man. Did he take yeah. a whooping for you? Nah, I'm I'm much older than them. No, nah. <laughs> okay, okay. Different generation. I got I got a seven year gap between myself and my sister, and then my my siblings after that. I got a gap as well. So I was I was more sideline cheerleading and just trying to negotiate between them and my parents a lot of times just to try to feel them out. Hey, you know, can we work something out? And they're like, nope. All right. Well, I, I tried. Hey, I tried. I'm, I'm going to get back in my car and go back to my house. Y'all got this. I see you. <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, listening to all three of y'all, it sounds like, like, like me and my sister, we're like a little bit less than four years apart. But listening to you guys, y'all have siblings that are like, seven eight nine you know over a decade apart how yeah. how was that like growing up like i mean to to literally have a sibling where like you know like i mean you know we, we used to call little kids jits like like they you you legitimately are a jit like you have no idea what you're talking about you have no clue what's going on like what was it like either being on the younger end of that or on, on the older end of that uh, I say for me, I think because I am the oldest, sometimes when I'm having serious conversations with my siblings, I try to tell them, listen, I did not have an older sibling because it was just me. Right. So I try to I try to encourage them to lean on on the knowledge of, you know, it doesn't have to be me, but somebody that's been through some things or somebody that's more experienced. I try to also let them know that they're not whatever they're going through, they're not going through it alone. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, now the pressures are different that I didn't experience in that way. You know, I think one of the biggest ones, I'll, t- I'll recap since Dave recapped another show, um, even with the social media stuff, I can't understand that. I can't relate to that. I can't relate to having to live my online persona. I can't relate to that. Mm-hmm. But I can understand what it feels like to feel inadequate. That I can relate to. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. So, so. I think from my perspective with that, um, I, I just default to sometimes, you know, people know more than you. And that, and that's that's kind of the game I want to give them. You know, never be afraid to lean on those who come before you or even those who are after you. But if they have some valuable information, you know, just don't shrug it off. Right, right. And Lorenzo, so you you were on the opposite end. I mean, you you, you yeah. said your older brother was what, like about ten years older? Yeah, he's ten years like, older than me. So all all of y'all are the oldest siblings, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was um, it was interesting because you know for the first half of my life he was there, and then he went off to college on the literal other side of the country. So for a time, I was effectively an only child, and um. You know, our, our, our history, our family history is complex and um, don't, don't get into too much here, but a big theme of our adult relationship with each other, well, my adult to his adult, has been, I think, me earning his respect and him coming to understand or 
I guess, coming to acknowledge that maybe I do have some sense in my head because uh, not that I necessarily made a lot of bad decisions, but, you know, he grew up in one, a different generation, a different culture and a different location than I did for basically every stage of our lives. You know, he grew up South Florida. You know, we weren't exactly in the hood, but we weren't that far from it. Um, Cousins running around, you know, like the prototypical 80s black experience. You know, like he had that. I did not. Um, You know, he's an exceptionally intelligent and sharp person, but book, book, book smarts weren't his focus like it was necessarily for me. You know, both of us went to college. I lean more into like the stuff that I'm into. And, you know, he's he's into what he's into. You know, I'm the nerd and he's not. And, you know, it's like having to kind of meet in the middle as far as what our different manhoods have turned out to be. Because obviously I had the benefit of, you know, having him as a role model, you know, him growing into a man, him making something, you know, of himself, him finding where he wants to fit in the world. And then here I come trying to, you know, figure this out. And it looks completely different from his. And, you know, eventually after a couple of years, we came to an understanding that, hey, I respect what you're doing and you respect what I'm doing. And now we can talk as peers as opposed to like, you know, kind of that quasi parental role that older siblings had. Because I'll never forget one time. I, like the first time I cursed around him, you, you, you better not be cousin. Boy. I'm like, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. And I'm a grown ass man. You know? <laughs> no, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like as as siblings, like, if you're on the, so like, at least with, like I said, me and my sister, we're, we're closer in age. So like, um, and you know, and I, and I, I, I always, I, I love my pops, man. I, God, God bless pops, man. Without pops, <laughs> we would not be who we are. Neither one of us, man. So I thank God for him. But he used to sort of like almost like pit us against each other. And so like, you know, like if I came home with straight A's, he would go up to my sister. Well, your brother came home with straight A's. So what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And so she always had like, in my opinion... <laughs> Like, he would he would say stuff like that, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, like I know. Listen, y'all. Like they keep asking me to bring pops on the show, bro. Like I cannot have pops on. The show, I cannot have pops on the show. I love pops to death, but if pops knew I was talking about him, he would be like, "Oh, so you've been talking about me? You Come on, he not I'm roll saying? over there, and put them on for you." <laughs> But I'm just keeping it 100, man. And once again, man, I, I love him to death. Like, you know, like, especially growing up in the hood, bro. Like, and we can we can jump to community in a minute. But, you know, a lot of us grew up, you know, you saw a lot of families grew up without a pops. You know what I'm saying? Without having somebody there. And so, like, you know, for him to stick around and for him to do what he did for me and my sister, I'm, I'm greatly appreciative of it. But at the same time, there were those moments where I really, like, questioned, is this what normal families are like? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but, um, right. That part. But, uh, but yeah, man, but nevertheless, you know, he, he, he pushed us to be competitive amongst each other. And then, you know, I sort of, you know, even though I'm not, what's kind of funny is like, I'm, I don't really consider myself a competitive person until I get into whatever I'm doing, like, you know, whether it be a sport or, 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 you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, man, like, so with, with my younger sister, he was always, like, challenging her to rise above me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
you know, I, I went to college, I studied engineering, you know, she went to a, a private college and studied, uh, I, mean, I don't even remember what her undergrad was in. It's like biochemistry or something like that. And so, you know, and then, you know, I graduated, started working. She went to grad school and got her master's. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I feel like the entire time we've been, you know, as we mature into adults, there's always been like that. I got to be better than him <laughs> sort of mentality. And <laughs> it's 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 definitely fed her success, you know. And so I don't know, man. I mean, I, I every everybody's, uh, you know, situation, everybody's household is different. The dynamic is different. I was going to ask Mike and David, like, did y'all ever feel like that? Like your young, younger siblings were like, you know, like, oh, man, I got to be better than him or, or you know, I got to be just as good to, to earn, like, like, like what uh, Lorenzo said, earn their respect, you know, for whatever I, I want to do in life. Like, for real, I, I, want, I was finna say, man, I want to put a pin on that. I wanted to come back to that because I was very intentional about not wanting my siblings to have to earn anything for me. I didn't want them to have to earn anything for me. I wanted to give them something. Mm. Is it for me? It was always like whenever they came into the world, that was a precursor of me being a dad because my dad wasn't there. So for me, it was like I always wanted to make sure that I'm setting a great example for them as a brother, so that I wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, "Oh, my brother, he ain't." He's somewhere out there. But whenever they speak about me, it's like, nah, my brother, cool. Yeah, all right. He, 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 he wasn't trying to bust me up. Now, whenever I F up, then you best believe he going to come with me. He's like, hey, look, get your shit together. Right. Straight out. But it wasn't the fact of you have to prove anything to me. I'm, pro- I'm going to prove it all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything that we need to do. So now you have no excuses. Because if I could, if I could do it from where I came from, there's no reason why you can't do it. And if you need help, I got you. Mm. So it, the, the proving point is like, nah, I had to prove it. I had to prove it to them. All right, all right, man, that's 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 real. What about you, Mike? Like, you ever felt like any of your younger siblings? We're trying to gun gun uh, gun for what, for where you were in, in, in the lineup. No, um, mostly because we all have different interests. Totally across the rainbow. I don't think any of them even to tell you the truth. Um, I don't even think any of them know what I do, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But um, in terms of just um, one of my brothers, he actually called me probably about a year ago. I think at this point, I don't even know how old he is, but he told me that um, he really respects me. He told me when he was younger and he was growing up that um, he didn't really care for me a lot because I was extremely difficult and hard on him. And you know what I told him? I said, well, I said, the reality of it is life is hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not going to be easy. I'm not just going to just give you a pass or help let you make excuses. I'm not going to do that. And I said, now in the real world, you know, you're a father, you know, you you have a very serious job that you have to take care of every single day. You know, you have a lot of responsibilities and you can understand that basically I started treating you like a man, you know, and not some teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually earned his respect. 
because he and, and now he has more understanding of a lot of the things that I went through and where I was in my life at the time. Now that he is, you know, ascended into the the different stages in his life. That's just one of my siblings. But o- overall, I think I'm just I'm, I'm very fortunate for the for the support circle that as a family I've had, you know, with my parents, my my grandma and, um, you know, uncles and aunts and, and people that we've always been able to lean on. So, yeah, we, up, we, we're all different. Yeah. But, so, yeah, for real. I, I think it's interesting that most of your siblings don't know what you do. Yeah, they don't. They don't have. <laughs> that was a, let me, you know let what me, that was an interesting thing. That's just like, oh wow, man. Let me tell you, I work for a hospitality company, and um, my mom called me one day. She was like, "Hey, um, does your little sister know what you do?" I said, "I don't know." This is my younger sister. She's she's young. She's very young, and um, I said, "I don't know," but um. I don't know how it came out, but she told me that uh, she thought that I was in an occupation that I wasn't in. And it was hilarious. I'm not going to say what it is on, 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 on the air, but I'll tell y'all what nah, it I is need later. to say it, bro. I was trying to say it. I want you to say it. Y'all want me to say it? I'm a dope dealer. <laughs> no, man. I'm the pusher, bro. Like, okay. <laughs> You know, I'm going to hit you with, I'm going to hit the disclaimer. You know, I respect all occupations, all jobs, all people, you know, love everybody. Do what you do. Take care of your family, survive. So I'm not making this point to say that one job is better than another, but, you know, what just, you to, just just to give you a, a reference. All right. I, work, you. I mean, all right. So I, I work, I work in IT. I work for a hospitality company and my little sister called my mom and she was like, man, she was like, um. How is he a housekeeper if I never see him clean up? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ignorant. <laughs> like, what? How did she even how did she even get to that point? Like, She's at hospitality, but I got it. <laughs> oh, this nigga cleaning houses. Like, oh damn, I'm, dude. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm like, listen. There, a hospitality companies have corporate offices. She like straight up thought that I was at the hotel cleaning rooms. Hey, bro, that's just as bad as somebody thinking an engineer is somebody that fix cars and and you know do electrical work. Like I don't know. Hey, man, my granddad thought I was an electrician for about five years. <laughs> he was like, I don't know when he gonna come over here and install that panel. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really funny, man. Look at y'all, wow, man. Man, dude, that's that's <laughs> wild, like that's funny. That's what's up, though. But but then again, man, like just to bring it all home, it just speaks to the volume of the perception. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, especially the perception in in the relationship and being able to to be open and be like, nah, that's you only have a small window that you're looking at. If we start looking at the whole picture, then you you start seeing that it's a whole bunch of different avenues that you could take in these situations. And that's that's something that I always try to teach like my siblings. It's like, hey, look, maybe you're looking at this in a small window when it's, it's like real estate. Maybe you're looking at that in a small a landlord. I don't want to be a landlord. We hear it all the time. Whenever we really look at it, you're on one spectrum. You're a landlord or you're renting. 
So now whenever you begin to look at it, you in the game either way, you could deal you know, commercial property, Airbnb, um, flip. It's it's so many different aspects that you can get into. And that's that's something that, that I've I've tried to shape and have other people understand. It when you start talking about hospitality, you're talking about a whole industry. Not just not just cleaning rooms. But we we've been so compacted and and that's the only thing that we saw and that's the only thing that we understood. So we put everybody in that box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, that's that's wild. And so just to just to expound expound on it, you know, and we've been talking about families and siblings, you know, um, you know, Lorenza, you you mentioned something earlier in our chat where we were talking about community and like what the black community is becoming, you know what I'm saying? And so it, it kind of makes me wonder like, you know, cause like just to even hear David talk about real estate and, you know, to even hear Mike talk about IT and you think about the generations that we come from where we came from people who clean houses. We can't, you know, my girl, like, bro, like I remember watching the movie, um, the help. And I was like, yo, that was my grandma. Like, like I literally would watch her get dropped off at like, you know, somebody's house, she would cook and clean all day. And then my granddad would pick her up at the end of the day and bring her home, like to see where we've come from and to see where we're going. Um, I feel like we've made great improvements, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in a lot of areas, especially in the areas of success in, in regards to finances and, and, and our um, careers. But then, you know, and then maybe it's just me and I'm not trying to judge like us as a, an entire community, but in some ways, I almost feel like we did take a step back in other areas, um, you know. And so, you know, I, I open that to the floor, like, you know, talking about siblings, talking about, you know, um, uh, careers and, th and things that we're doing and, or, or maybe, you know, our, our um, paths that, that have differed so much from, from, our, from our peers, from our siblings. Do you feel like as a community, are we headed in the right direction? Like, are we, are we making the right moves? Are we pushing the next generation to be a better black person in America? Like, like what, what, what's y'all take on it? Go ahead, bro. So, uh, so I mean, y'all, let me justify my, my presence, my guest presence on podcast. So kind of what I was talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to give you three examples. I'm going to keep it short. Um, the first one was, so, you know, I, I ride bikes, right? And, uh, you know, I do the spandex thing and all that kind of stuff. And I just noticed, you know, I ride around the neighborhood and um, rode by some some black kids playing football on the street the other day, and mm -hmm. riding by, and they was like, you know, they were just watching me as I went by, and it was like, <laughs> you know, I might be the first person look like them doing this. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like I ain't trying to be like, oh, you know, I'm out here doing all this stuff, trailblazing. I'm so good. I ain't like regular black people, nothing like that. Um, it's more like, you know, it's not black people doing things. It's people doing things that are black and right. you guys have kind of touched on this a couple of times in the previous episodes. It's like, Hey, I, I just want to be able to do whatever I want to do without the context of being black on top of that. But it right. made me think like, you know, we're not the only ones out there doing stuff and it goes beyond just the, you know, what we think of going outside of blackness is, you know, doing things that are traditionally white, but doing things that can be different. Uh, the second thing was I was just scrolling around on social media and I saw a post, I think it was a uh, Doja Cat. Um, I don't really follow her like that, but I just happened to see it. Um, and she, no, no, I'm sorry, not not Doja Cat. It was um, what's Zuri's name? What's a real day actor? Letitia Wright. 
she was saying that um she was saying that when she went to Hollywood, she basically had to take a break and find herself. And in the process, she found Christianity. And okay, it was like, oh, it's a good uplifting the story because you know, all of us, all four of us on this podcast, you know, we're different, but we all come from that, you know, traditional black background of some form of Christianity, some form of conservative values, this kind of stuff. I jump down in the comments just to look at it. People were like, oh no, how would you do that? You know, why would you go and find Christianity of all things? And I was like, Damn. you know, for the longest time, our when we talk about the black community, there was kind of that pretext that said when you're talking to another black person, you're talking to somebody that is in some form familiar with Christianity and attendance, in some form has, if they don't currently hold a belief, they've had they've held conservative beliefs. Right. And you know, it's just a whole litany of things that when you say a black person, it comes to mind. And it's like, that's changing. And um, it would be one thing if it was like, oh, there's a lot of people doing it, but we make up 200 million people in this country, so it's not really that big of a deal. But we're 13% of the population, so when half of us are doing other stuff, not casting judgment on it, you know, how much longer are we going to be able to say that? Oh, the black community or black people this or black people that. Like, who are we even really talking about at that point? Right, right, right. And then the last example, and I'll keep this real quick, was I was having a conversation with my friends. Um, and I just brought up the point that there are some black people that, you know, as we accumulate wealth and independence and political power, they're actually walking down the path of revenge. You know, I think based on, you know, our civil rights background, the history of that, you know, nonviolence, you know, we just want equality. We don't want a better hand than anybody else. But there are people out there, and I've spoken to some, that they would seek to turn their political advantage into revenge against their oppressors. And what does that say about them and how many, how much of our community really feels that way? Because even if it's not necessarily right, I think you'd be hard pressed to say that it's not understandable on some level. Yeah, yeah, bro, man, dude. I mean, that's that's a lot to unpack. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, said a lot. Definitely three, three, three separate areas. I feel like we could have a podcast about each one. Yeah, like um, who are we becoming? Nah, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll touch on at least the Christianity thing. So, you know, in 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 the words of my pop. Uh, a lot of people out of my generation are going to hell, straight up. That's that's that's, that's what he told me. <laughs> straight up. He was like, Y'all don't go to church, y'all don't read the Bible, don't like punch. you know, like y'all y'all going to hell. Um and, and 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 here's the thing, like to a certain extent, I understand what he's saying. Cause like, you know, you know, and, and I'm not I hate I hate even saying this, bro, but like, you know, black people have always been a group of people in America that we like you said, we've been oppressed and we've always had to overcome something, right? And so for the longest time, and I'm talking generations, the church was like that safe haven that gave you encouragement, gave you hope, you know, gave you something to believe in and, and to build your faith on in order to pursue a higher dream or a higher cause, right? But now we're starting to step into some of those dreams and some of those causes, and we're sort of walking away and forgetting you know what i'm saying like where 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 we used to lean on you know like 
like I, I've seen, and I forget the saying on how it goes, but it's like, you know, don't nobody know God until shit done hit the fan. You know what mm, I'm saying? It's true. And you on death row or you got a, a parent that's, that's you know, um, on the verge of passing away or a loved one. And so now you will get on your knees and pray and you'll reach out to Christ, you know, for, for help, you know, but until then you feel like you're invincible and, and you don't have to move a certain way um, or be a part of that crowd. And matter of fact, it's almost seen as a anti- antiquated to even be like that, right? To even consider still being a devout Christian and going to church and having those conservative views. Um, no, it's, or a, even, it's a great, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, or even the traditional Christianity, because I mean, like y'all was talking about a while back, um, Hebrew Israelites, um, all the mm-hmm. different offshoots that, you know, I'm sure all of us have family that's in some, you know, some somebody's out there involved in something that's like, Y'all might be heretics, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and, and the crazy part of it is, like, being, like, all, I think all, all three of us are PKs. With being a PK, you have a understanding. Is 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 Christianity at its core, at it, as, as a lifestyle, and then is Christianity as a religion. Right. And those are two different distinct situations i think that a lot of times the older folks have gotten so caught up into this is what we do this is how we do it and if it don't look like that then it, i'm afraid of it and i don't you, me coming in there with tattoos me coming in and I'm, I'm 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 not in a suit my wife is wearing pants but we're comfortable and I'm just talking about in our, 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 our community. I'm, I'm talking about black folks. I'm talking about how I grew up. That was look that that was frowned upon when I was growing up. Right. Me loving guns was frowned upon growing up. Yep. Me being able to talk about sex and being expressive, like, look, I'm having these feelings about being with this woman was frowned upon, but that's natural. Right. But then again, coming into a community of people that's like, hold on, whoa, 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 let's unpack this. That's a natural situation. Here's scripture behind it to help you understand where you're at and help let you know that, hey, look, David dealt with it. And my name, my first name is David. David right. effed it up bad. <laughs> David was hunching like he, he, hey, he lost his mind. He, he killed the man over his wife because yeah, yeah. the, the cookies was good. Yeah, he she was, was snuffing, folks. She was bad. She, and no, Bathsheba no, no, was no, a sister. Hey, come on. Just, just so, but see, he, he, and, and, and what, and I'm, I'm so honest a lot of times with this because. The old church would, would be like, no, nah, you can't talk about that. That ain't what that was. David just was a man with some issues. He was, he no, David was a whore. But David <laughs> loved God. Right. David was you know a murderer. His, his heart was right. Yeah. But he was, he was dealing with some bull. Right. And he would do anything. His, he, he was passionate about what he did. So that's the reason why it was David after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. 
I so, agree. so and and and, and that's those, those are the pieces where like now these kids are reading, they realizing like, hold on, let's unpack that. They did that, like for real. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to be honest and have the real conversations in the church no more. You done gave people a whole year to sit down and pray read and have a whole lot of questions. And when they coming back into these churches, they got questions. And if you can't answer them, then it's a problem. Absolutely. That's a problem. That's my life growing up. Because my thing is what I put on doesn't define my relationship with Christ. Right. My tattoos does not define my relationship with Christ. Right. If I F up, guess what? That does not define my relationship. Right. And see, people nowadays, we've gotten so caught up in this religious crap to where, like, we talked uh, a second ago, like, yo, I don't, the church, I ain't worried about the church. I'm worried about the average man that's, that's homeless that I come across. And be like, you know what? Hey, man, Christ loves you, bro. Definitely. I don't know where you at. I don't know what you got going on, but hey, look, this is why I met, and that's what he just told me to tell you, and I'm saying it. I don't know what it is, but that's what it does. And I think that goes to the heart of the question that I'm posing is, you know, for the longest time, the black church was black people. Um, and now that, you know, for better or worse, the black church is not the center of black culture. What is what is mainstream blackness? What defines mm-hmm. us as a people? I mean, is it is it hip hop? Um, you know, what, what is it? And I think that answer is very very diffuse. So, and I, I oh, Mike, you got something? I I, I didn't want to. Okay, um, you know, I just wanted to chime in, man, because it's. I said this a while ago that. Um, you know, American culture, in my opinion, is for the first time ever is really starting to embrace black culture. And so now you're starting to see, um, you know, I mean, like, like, like you just mentioned hip hop, right? Like hip hop has exploded as this genre of, 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 of American music that's um, pretty widely accepted, I would say, almost across almost the entire world. Um, appropriated. Appropriated. That's a good, that's, that's a better <laughs> word. And so, you know, with that being said, though, like, I mean, like, bro, like, go, I dare you to go to, like, a J. Cole concert, a Kendrick Lamar concert, a Drake concert. It ain't going to be a whole bunch of us in there. No. It's it's going to be a whole bunch of them in there. No. And so, you know, to your point, bro, like, what used to be exclusive just for us and what defined us, I don't think that's there no more. But- I think now it's starting to merge here's the thing that we really got to start beginning to understand and look at decentralizing mm-hmm. and we'll begin to hear that word even more as, as time progress, right. even with banks, you look at cryptocurrency, you, you hear decentralizing mm-hmm. and what that means is no regulations. Right. I don't have to bring bring my stuff to a certain point and then you do and no, I can have control. And that's that's where the world is going. In my humble opinion, that is what's happening. It's a decentralizing of is it's not just black culture. It's 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 just creatives. 
You look at the NFT market, it's creatives. I don't know what you look like. Starting to start on NFTs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and it's kind like you. So as soon as I said it, you knew exactly what I was saying. Right. Because it, it's it's the perceived value in in, in is nebulous. But now they're creating a whole industry over nebulous bull. But one could all one could almost say that's the same thing that we did with Christianity back in the days. Right. What are you about to say, Lorenzo? No, I was just the the, the thought that I had was, you know, talking about NFTs. That's another example of how just even inside this one room with four black men of roughly the same generation or adjacent generations, we come at that at completely different things. Because me, I think they're like. I think they're crap just because of the environmental impact. But Dave, what's your opinion? My my opinion is honestly, that's the move of the time and being wise enough to move with it. Mm-hmm. So like these kids ain't they ain't paying on canvases. Mm-hmm. These kids are in these computers putting up these these abstract pictures. Mm-hmm. We better yet, like we thought. Back in back in the days, they thought Picasso was was stupid. They thought Dolly was a fool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we think he's a genius now. Now they doing these NFTs and this stuff on these computers. They selling them for millions already. And we yeah. were like, ah, oh, that's some bull. And, and just for just for the people that's not familiar, is you, you want to go see, for it? That's that's the thing, bro. Like back in the days, you look at you look at Christ though. Let's look at what let's 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 go back to what Christ was doing, and they thought Christ was crazy in his time for the work that he did, and now you look, he's literally changed the world, literally. Yeah. And, and 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 for us, I think that spiritually we have to be in tune and understand that. At any given time, Christ could do what he wanted to do. He could move how he wanted to move. Mm-hmm. But back in the days when they walked and they seen what he did, guess what? They thought he was crazy. Outside of the 12 that he had, his tight folks that advocated for him and ran with him, and guess what? They literally changed the world. So for me... And then it's just me and my my small mind and my small thinking. The world is changing. Whenever you start looking at crypto, NFTs, and, and different things like that, that's the world of, of, of our grandkids, our great-grandkids. That's their world. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that will be looking at like, yo, that was, that was Dolly. That was Picasso. That was something that was great that was done now that'll translate to them on on a whole different level. So, and for me, like like you say, so you know what it is, but it's like it's trash. Yeah. And, but these uh, kids, tell them, they, they making numbers with it. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like what you're saying, Dolly, Picasso, all those, I think, you know, in this world that's changing and blackness is becoming many definitions, you know, it's more of a responsibility on black folks to do what black folks have always done, which is work harder than anybody else 
to set an example. You know, all four of us represent four different definitions of blackness. And if it's going to be something that is considered positive in our communities, um, in the lives that we touch, then, you know, fairly or unfairly, we have to be the ones to work and make that happen. Because I I don't think that maybe in another one or two generations, there's not, people aren't going to have that pretext to fall back on, of you know, positives and negatives that come with the skin. You know, obviously the rest of the world will see us how they've always seen us. But when you go and talk to somebody from Philly, somebody from California, somebody from down the other end of the block, you know, you might not have that that shared experience, that shared background that previous generations had. And you're just going to be like, you, you're going to have to. You're going to have to be the pillar of your community. You're going to have to step up and it's going to require a lot more leadership from a lot more people because, um, and I, I think Mike, you and I maybe had a conversation similar to this for the longest time. I feel like the black community has been waiting for the next MLK junior, um, to come and define what this generation of blackness is defined by. Um, they were hoping Obama would do it. Um, they found that Obama's not all powerful and that he couldn't be the next MLK junior. Um, I think it's going to be up to all of us to be what our communities need us to be. Agree. I totally agree. I think I think it goes back to like the decentralization of 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 currency. I think that it's going to be communities coming together, small groups of people coming together, figuring it out how to build their community. And as we, if I'm a firm believer, if you have a blueprint, you can continue to build. So if one community figures it out how to build in that small, small sector, right? If I could build one block and I figure out how I build that block successfully between a small group of people, guess what? I could build a next block. And once I build that next block, it's like, okay, it's going to be small, different challenges within that next block. But guess what? That once I do that, that gives me a blueprint, a whole nother blueprint from that. And it's like, let's take the best practices from those two. And once I got the best practice from those two, I have an after action review. I got the after action review. Now let's go ahead and solidify the blueprint and we can run. And Back I the think, basics. Bruh. But I got a question though. Like, so. I mean, everything both of y'all are saying is, is is great, and I and I do believe in it. But let's just be honest, because then if, if we're keeping it one hundred, as black people, we don't always stick together as, as we should, and so we don't, you know, like, right, like, like we, we don't, like, and a lot of times we, we actually fight each other, and so you know, I, like immediately when David was talking, I immediately thought about Black Wall Street, and I'm like, man, like, could we ever recreate, recreate Black Wall Street? Yes. I don't know, man. Yes, I think it's, we could. I think yes, we, could, we could, but it's not going to be a Black Wall Street for all the Black people. Not saying that people are going to be excluded, but it's going to be a Black Wall Street built by the people who share a vision. And I mean, my, uh, you know, all of y'all know I like to talk politics. I'm not going to go into it here, but um, I think we really saw that in the last election. You know, I ain't going to go all red, blue and all that kind of stuff, but just talking about Black people. Um you know, you had Ice T out here talking to people. He was like, "Oh no, we don't talk to we don't talk to you know Trump about all that kind of stuff." And it's like, "Hey, look, man, I'm trying to get out here and build something. And right. if 
this person with the power says that they can give me what I need to build what I want, then I'm willing to have the conversation. And then you have another group of people that are increasingly dissatisfied with Democrats and not unrightfully so. And, you know, I think this current administration, personal opinion, has another year to make good on the promises that it's made to this community. Otherwise, you're going to have people going their own way. And inside of our community, I think that's going to turn into you're not going to be able to go to First Baptist and just show up with black skin and just start talking and have everybody be on your side just because, oh, we all share the same background. It's like, no, you're going to it's going to have to be some coalition building. And it's not because, like, we're all necessarily hostile to each other all the time. You know, we still share the same skin. We still perceive the same way by the outside world or similarly by the outside world. But our needs diverge. And that's not a bad thing, I think, because that also means that we can care about more things. We can prioritize more things. But it also requires us to put in the work to hear the voices that are out there and make something that's good for everybody. Because, like I said, you know, you had these folks out there that are looking for revenge. That's just turning right around and perpetrating the same sins that were perpetrated on us that, you know, centuries ago. And if we are truly trying to be better than what we came from, then we have to take the systems that we're in and work them better than the people that made them. Come on. Come on. I, th- I think it's, it's we, we say accountability a lot. But holding those leaders accountable to what they say. And I think that this generation that has has come a holding them accountable leaders in which we should have been years ago. But like you 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 says though, like we would vouch for the preacher, the preacher let him come in and they say something and then everybody go and vote for whoever it is. Now that's 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 not the case. Now it's like okay you said you was gonna do this. Are you doing what you said you're gonna do? I need I I, I need some action behind what you say it. Mm. That's the that's the difference. And, and we ain't got the numbers clear. nowhere. No. And, and and let's be clear, like Black Wall Street, bro. I took my whole family to Tulsa mm. to stand on Black Wall Street for my daughters being they they were my oldest was probably seven. For her to understand the significance of what it was. And it's so funny, once we started talking to folks that was around it, that lived it, that saw it, the church right behind the museum, the situations, guess what they all boiled down to? Being able to defend what they had, holding people accountable. Being able to defend and holding the people accountable was huge back then. So why did we demonize it? Hmm. That's yeah. that's that that that's that's the question. Why did why did why did why did we begin to demonize those things? And nowadays, guess where we are? Be coming back to what accountability? That's right. And like you said, back to basics. Um, got a problem with police brutality. It's going to have to be more of us in uniform. And I have family members who are LEOs. Um, 
it goes beyond just even being in the uniform. You're going to have to break that chain that goes back to the slave patrols of right after, you know, people started running away from plantations and stuff. And, you know, the slave patrols evolved into the police units of today. Like, not only do you have to get into the positions of power, but then you have to put in more work, which is always what we've all had to do. You have to put in more work to change the culture. And it's not easy. It, it won't be fast, but if it's not something that you're trying to do, if you just get in and have that mindset, I got mine, F y'all. This is true. I mean, it's going to take even more black solidarity than we had because now everybody's not going to be on that same pretext and everybody's not going to meet with your automatic approval. You know, it's going to have to be, hey, we all have a shared experience that goes beyond what church we went to or, you know, what music we like and all that kind of stuff. It's like, let's go. Let's go. We need to be about justice as an ideal and not just because we are similar in some kind of way. I, agree. I love that. I, agree. I love I think, that. I think, you know, to, all, to that being said, I mean, there's a lot of reform that needs to happen um, within this country. And then to your point, Lorenzo, I think we, we got to be the leaders for it. And so, uh, you know, I, I, look, I look forward to that day. And in, and in the meantime, you know, we try to do the best we can within the communities that, that we're currently in, in order to bring about that change. And, um, you know, so, but man, hey man, it's been a great, great conversation. Um, again, I do. I feel like we could. This could be a whole nother episode, you know, just <laughs> talking about talking about this, uh, this alone. But um, with that being said, man, we're starting to wrap up. I was about to say, does, does anybody got any final remarks? Anything you want to leave to our to our listeners uh, for something for something for them to think about? You know, maybe maybe some sort of a, a spark or some sort of a motivation that they could take away with. I don't know, man. I, for me, I think that, you know, um, I'll push on, on, on the spiritual piece, man. You know, God said we could have literally what we say, what we keep saying, what we have. Mm-hmm. Like, we keep having the discussions of we don't have enough. It's like, what do more than enough look like for our community, for us? Having those community, having those conversations and building that, um, is is where I'm at. Like literally, like stop saying we broke. Stop saying our communities are terrible. Our communities are bad. And what can we do to make them better? How can we make them? You know, what I'm saying food oases instead of food deserts. So, um. That's what I, w- I would say right now, man. Right. And just to echo that, for me, it's be the change you want to see. You know, if, if there's something that you want to see happen, join the cause, be part of that change. Don't just sit back and, and wait for it to happen or wait for, like like, like Lorenzo said, uh, another Martin Luther King or another Malcolm X or another, you know, great, historical, you know, black leader in this country to, to make that change happen. Um, there are plenty of causes that we could all join um, in order to be that change that, that we want to see in our communities. So anybody else? Yeah, I want to say shout out to oh, shout out to a lot of the young athletes that we're seeing today. Um, a number of them have made decisions to attend um, historically black colleges and universities. 
yes. just because you know because of the impact that they know it could make. You know, it's been proven, it's been proven over and over again that whatever your field, your occupation, um, if you were intended to go to that that destination, you will go regardless of where you attend. So we're seeing now that um, prospects uh, across all industries are choosing to go to uh, HBCUs. I think that that is uh, powerful. You know, when I was a young person, I, we had shows like Different World to show us we are all different, uh, but yet we can go to diff- we can go to college and 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 learn and grow and develop. Um, we can't pretend that that single television show did not increase enrollment in HBCUs. It is a hundred percent factual. You can look that Facts. up. It, it it happened. So I want the, everything that has been said. I, I I've been sitting. I've just been listening. Been digesting. Um, a lot of it still goes back to representation, and and also with with uh, the term decentralizing, people like to see themselves represented. Represented. And I can even take it back to the church standpoint. You know, churches, a lot of people don't think church is in the game, but I can go back at this point, 15, 20 years where churches, uh, the church as a whole saw that the next wave of ministry was through small groups and communications. Mm. And, and, and that's something that we've seen and, and you can still transition that today, you know, um, and specifically with blackness, you can't define one way of what being black is. My black Facts. experience is not yours or Lorenza or, or Keith's. Our experiences are different, but nevertheless, we're all black. All of our interests, all of our interests are, are completely different as well. My relationship with Lorenza does not involve sports at all. Like we don't talk about sports at all. Right. You know, my relationship with Keith. Yes. We talk a lot of sports. We talk a lot of tech. We talk a lot of everything, but our relationships are all totally different. But I will tell you, you know, like what I lean on Keith for, believe it or not, is I love my faith conversations with Keith. And, you know, Dave, believe it or not, Dave and I served on the same ministry. Didn't even I don't I, I didn't know him in this capacity until I do now. But but the point is, with all of that. I, I, I think that we should continue to cultivate those individual relationships and build one person at a time. And I think that will continue to help us grow. You know, like Lorenzo said, we're not going to find the next quote unquote Martin Luther King, but you can find the first you. That first you can help develop the the next first, whoever they are. And then Mm -hmm. you have a collection of people that are striving towards particular goals and desires. And then that way we can continue to build our own communities and help the community at large. Bro, Mike over here preaching that uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have gave, shouldn't gave the mic to, to, to PK. He about to preach a sermon, man. Hey, man, no, that was well said, man. Yeah. Hey, I just gotta say, thank you for. I just gotta say thanks for letting me come on here and ramble. But um, I'll just leave y'all with this. Um, and I, I've used this, these words and these examples in conversations with other people, other Black people. Um, you gentlemen. And especially, you know, you and your wives and your families, because your wives are integral parts of who y'all have become. You all are in your diversity repudiation of the negative stereotypes of our community, the three of y'all. 
you all are where you and your wives are where the generational curses that we always talk about stop. And I don't know if y'all realize that. Um, None of us are perfect, but the fact that y'all are in this space talking about things that you're talking about, this is what it looks like. You know, the the stereotypes black men are involved with their son in their their children's lives. Doesn't apply to any of y'all. Black men don't make good husbands. Doesn't apply to any of y'all. Entrepreneurs, you know, professionals, people who handle their money, people who are forward looking, people who develop their community applies to all of y'all. So, I mean, you know, it's y'all are examples. too, bro. Part, no, right? Part of you too, bro. You ain't you ain't bro. Like, yeah, bro. Damn, <laughs> you yeah. got me in bro, the chest piece, bro. I, I brag to people, bro. I say, yo, my circle is tight, bro. Like, it's, yeah. it's and when I say it's tight, I mean we all cool, we all down, we all educated, and we all you know about our business. But at the same time, we know how to enjoy life and 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 enjoy the moment, man, and and, and praise God for it. So. Yeah. yeah, man. Hey, let, let me bring it back real quick. Um, Lorenzo was talking about cycling. Um, I, I can tell y'all the truth. When we first, we moved, uh, we were living in outside of Orlando. And in that area where we lived at, there were a lot of trails, 22 miles of, of paved trails. Amazing thing. I remember one morning, uphill. Yeah, we're not going to get on the hills. But anyway, <laughs> one, of, one of the things that touched me is I had never seen this before. We would see groups of cyclists, but specifically we would see groups of black cyclists, coordinated uniform and uh, outfits, you know, of all age ranges and uh, physical ability. Black, black. We see black groups in Claremont. I'm Claremont, Claremont, Claremont. yeah. I'm pissed off with the cyclists. I'm just saying, I'll be riding. <laughs> I'm trying to get to church. Y'all effing up my whole groove. We'll, we'll talk, Dave. We'll talk, Dave. <laughs> right, right. Let's you right, road, bro. You got to share the road. <laughs> right, you got to share the road, man. We got we we got trails. You know, we, there's only a little bit. We ask you just to, to to give us a little bit of space. And I mean, the the thing about it is, all right, on the and, sidewalk. And, I do too when I have to. <laughs> David is wilding. But yeah, um, so so seeing that was very inspiring. You know, Claremont is an area that's very um, physically, it's very progressive in terms of uh, outdoor activities and living. You'll see black people on boats, uh, rollerblades, skateboards, bicycles, and even, I don't even know what you call it. It's the bicycle that looks like an um looks like an elliptical machine. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, yeah, that one. But bruh, the, the the point of all that is it's just it's it's infectious when you see yourself represented. You know, uh I don't think yeah. at the time we knew Lorenzo was in the cycling. We didn't know that. I wasn't so, you know, really. Right. We got into cycling. The next thing you know, Lorenzo's like, oh, I'm into it too. The next thing you know, Keith is out there riding. Uh, I think Keith did a 14 mile ride with us. Am he I hadn't been to the ride. Yeah, bro. And this bruh, is back I'm, when I was. I was thinking about I was, a Peloton. Oh, nah, bro. Just buy a bike, bro. Just buy, just a, buy bike. a bike, man. Yeah, yeah just get bike. out there. Dave, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get one, man. It's fun. You know, to our audience, Mike Mike convinced me at, in my fattest days to to go drop six hundred dollars on a bike, yes. and to go to Claremont and ride fourteen miles uphill. You tried to kill yes. me, bro. I almost I almost died. I almost died the first time we did it, especially where a hey, and I ain't, I ain't trying to give out too much info, but he used to live on this hill and like to get back to his house, bro. That shit was so steep. 
Like in my head, you was climbing Mount Everest in that bitch. Like, bro, hey, like, real I talk, I walked that hill. You walked that <laughs> hill, bro. I walked oh, that yeah. hill. The first, the first time the we turned the corner, yeah, I had to get off the bike. And I, <laughs> hey, hey, a car, like, hey, David, they, they, a car drove past me and slowed down and watched. <laughs> they watched me struggle because I was trying to pedal it. And they literally watched me struggle trying to pedal my big black ass up this 45 degree incline. I was like, bro, like I told Mike, I said, this ain't, this ain't for me though. To, to Lorenzo point, this ain't what we do. This ain't, you know, like, but, uh, <laughs> bro, it was, it was so embarrassing. Uh, but, to, but to be honest, I grew to love it. And yeah. the more we did it, and the better I got. I mean, even even me and Lorenzo, uh, we used to uh, ride around Lake Nona sometimes. So, you know, but, but yeah, man. And now I love it. You know, I haven't done it in a while. I got to get back on it. But, uh, yeah, fun, man. I want to move so I can find a place to cycle, or because I actually don't even have my bike rack anymore, and I got to get a new one. But but the point of all that is just by seeing it, by seeing it, we were able to manifest it. We were, man- we were able to manifest it. We were able to try it, experience it, and, and it became something that we we uh, have a shared experience. And I can say the same thing with uh, with with firearms. We got to get David to talk about firearms, and we got to bring Lorenzo back and keep. <laughs> we got to discuss that one day. Um, Yo, David single handedly helped just ignite that love in, in me. David, David mm-hmm. did that. That was all him. I believe it. You know, working with somebody that is... Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Working with somebody like David, who is professionally trained, who has experience, who has expertise, he does this, you know, who who makes it fun, enjoyable, uh, who will educate you, who will encourage you. Um, And you're just like, man, a lot of my misconceptions and a lot of my fears, all it took was a simple conversation. That's all it took. And he makes it ours. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Man. He does. Man. Man. He look, really look, does. It's, it's not a space we have to try to navigate. It's our space. Yeah. Bro, right. Bro, it's, it, here's the thing, though. Even it's exposure. It's exposure. That's all it is. Like even with the cycling space, it's like, damn. Like I'm, fin- I'm not trying to get into it. I'm like, figure Peloton. I'm waking up and going to the gym in the morning. It's like, yeah. It's got to be a better way. And like if I was, I have never seen a whole group of brothers or oh, yeah. black folks cycling. Uh-huh. I've never seen it. It's dope. I haven't been exposed that? to that. So, so that's the other part of that. Um, Florida is hot. I don't know where you all are listening from, but the truth is, if you're going to cycle, you need to get on your bike before seven thirty. That is a. That's that's the nice. truth. So that's probably why you've never seen it because most groups you you you're going six forty five. Seven o'clock, maybe seven fifteen, seven twenty at the latest. Because if you're gonna go 14, 20, 30 miles, it's gonna be hot by the time you get home. Yeah, yeah. Dave, I used to be at Mike crib. Mike, what time I would come over? Like eight, like seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven in the morning. Yeah, it, it, it was like, in the sevens because we I wouldn't go after eight. I, yeah, I know. Like it would just be stupid hot. Like, like yeah. Hey, the sun Jump took me out one time. The, the sun took me out one time. If it took you out, bro, I know it would have killed me because you in shape. <laughs> I got in shape. I don't know about in shape. Bro, like, like for real. So, hey, man, you got to take me out cycling. I go rent a track. I go figure out what, what type of, you know what I'm saying? You need to. I got two, dog. <laughs> bro, let's go. Like, like seriously, I'm, 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 
I'm big on exposure. I'm huge yeah. on exposure. That's 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 yeah. my big thing. You know, that's even when man. we start talking about firearms and stuff like that, yeah. that's the exposure. You know, we didn't we never had exposure to, you know, reg, um, people breaking down recreational, breaking down, you know, um competition, breaking down, you know, self-defense. We we never had people put those in those groups and being out there with them. And that's all that I do. I don't, it, it's not big. Again, you know breaking more stereotypes because when you think about black exactly. people and guns, what you think about, oh, we aim with the side of the gun. Right, oh, we, yeah. we kill everybody except who we want to shoot. Who we try to shoot at? Oh, we involve in criminal elements. That's it. All I see is responsibility. Let me, get my Glock and let me go out here with my desert in. My- <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not going to sit and talk about our friend with the desert eagles. We're not talking about him today. He's a good man. Just because he carries two called the twins doesn't mean anything, sir. That's hilarious. Hey, and he be shooting them down a range. He ain't hitting nothing. <laughs> He ain't hitting nothing with them bitches, but he look cool though. He look cool as fuck. Oh. I promise you, I promise you, bro, bro. I, I, I swear, I, Mike. I'm like watching, watching. Man, he he backed up three, four steps. I'm like, if he did that, now guess how many times you gonna bang him? <laughs> I promise you, we in the range. I'm like, watch this now. Watch, watch what he gonna do. I promise you, you you, you gonna get at least two steps. Boom, boom. I'm like, uh oh, they and, and just that that small thing of exposure, bro. That's the yeah. difference. Everybody talking about Draco, Draco, Draco. What? What the hell you mean with that Draco? It's <laughs> far. Oh, man, y'all. Hey, well, I'm rolling uncut, man. Yeah, but yeah, nah, it's, it's exposure, bro. Though for real, like yeah. I don't care what it is. If it's guns, cycling. Crypto, um, AI, whatever, whatever it is, it's more so the exposure to humanize it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, us as a community, we don't have that exposure, and not only having that exposure, having people that look like us to sit down and be like, explain it and bottom shelf it, and be like, it's nothing special about this, really. And like right. he said, don't shoot people down just because it's outside of your experience. Exactly. Come on. And if you look, if you look close enough, you'll find someone where it is. I'll be honest. Since we've gotten to this podcast space, I have sought out um, a number of different uh, creatives and and just different types of podcasts. I follow an anime podcast right now. Is anime something I'm deeply into? No, but the podcast is interesting, so I'm open to it. So I mean, so so even this, if if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've ever had a thought or a desire to try something different, it could be podcasting, it could be learning NFTs, it could be learning cryptocurrency, do it. You know, give it a shot. Go for it. Try it. You know, try it. We didn't wake up one day and say, man, we're going to we're going to make a podcast. It, it didn't work that way. It took it took time to research, to understand and to tell you the truth. We're only 10 episodes in. So for us, this is fun, you know, but yeah. you just never know. You, you never know where any of these things can go. So we're, we're thankful for our listeners, people who've been rocking with us for, you know, forever. How long, you know, we appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, real talk. It took like four months to get it off the ground, but uh, <laughs> it did. I mean, because we, we kept going back and forth. Like, do we really want to do it? Or at least I kept going back and forth. Like, like do I really want to do this? So, yeah, right. So. But um, all right, y'all, yo, it's almost we. It's almost an hour and twenty minutes. Hey, I, hey, God bless 
all our listeners, if you rock with us for this long, I know you're a diehard fan. So appreciate y'all for, for even tuning in. But um, all right, man, we're going to wrap it up, man. Hey, once again, um, thank y'all so much. Uh, Lorenzo, thank you for coming on to the to the, to the podcast, man. No. Bringing about great topics and conversation. Mike and David, as always, man, God bless, man. You know, and to our listeners, thank y'all so much. And, and, and once again, got to reiterate, please feel free to drop us a line at our Instagram and our Facebook at FYFPod. Um, our email address is FYFPod at gmail.com. And then our, our line is 407-243-8449. All right, y'all. God bless. Take care.